Hello and welcome to the Market Monthly Podcast. I'm John Gardner and again I welcome you to my monthly podcast. My Market Monthly is all about highlights and insights. So this is a review of the market's highlights over the past month and a preview of what I expect for the market in the month ahead. So today we'll look back at January. It's the last day of the month. Today's the 31st. Uh, we'll kind of overview the highlights of the past month, lots of them, and a sneak peek uh, ahead as I share with you my insights uh, here for February. So my forward insights and perspectives are based mainly on current financial market and economic trends with an emphasis on relevant developments in areas ranging from Fed policy and company earnings to changing investor sentiment. So let's get started. Uh, perhaps first a little bit about me. I'm again John Gardner. I'm a certified financial planner and a certified portfolio manager. I'm founder and CIO of Blackhawk Wealth Advisors here in Danville, California. I've been a registered investment advisor since 1984, so just finished my 37th year. Uh, it's been a few days. Okay, on to the Market Monthly Podcast. A look back at January and a Look ahead to February. The stock market opened the new month and the new year solidly. The NASDAQ was up 1.2% on the 3rd of January. That snapped a four-day losing streak as the market closed off a little bit uh, in the holiday week up until New Year's. Uh, But the market opened sort of where... December left off. It was still a market in a confirmed uptrend. Now that was triggered in mid-December. But fear of Fed rate hikes, uh, some instability in in the earnings outlook uh, became visible in the market early on this month and this new year. Uh, That was evident really as manifested by interest rates measured by the key interest rate barometer, the the 10-year Treasury uh, note, Uh, the yield on on the 10-year Treasury bond soared on the first day of the year, January 3rd, uh, by 12 basis points to 1.62%. Well, that was the highest level it had seen since uh, really uh, almost a year. At the same time, as the new year kicked off, there was a lot of talk a lot of new talk about the market being overbought, overvalued, and overdue. Overbought, the thinking was the market had gone up three years in a row, significantly, 20% at least each year, 19, 20, 21, uh, perhaps overvalued. I'll get to that in a second, just based on valuation measures. And overdue, overdue for a correction or some pullback. So as the market opened, this year, open in January, the S&P 500 was priced at near 22 times this year's uh, earnings, a lot higher than the 10-year average of about 19. So the bull-bear debate never seems to end. The market's overvalued, the market's undervalued, it's overbought, oversold, undervalued, overvalued. Again, that great debate never ends. Uh, If the market was overbought, overvalued, and overdue for a correction, no one told Apple computer stock. 
It closed on the first day of this year at an all-time high, uh, near $183 a share, and became the first $3 trillion market cap company in history. So, well, it turns out the bears were right. As the market fell from the second day of trading, the 4th of January, until a wild day last Monday, the 24th of the month. On that day, the S&P put in history books a remarkable turnaround, a huge reversal, which really, I think, became the theme of this month, reversal. We were down a lot, closed up. We were up a lot, closed down, just reversed the opening market direction all throughout the month, almost every day, it seemed like. But on the 24th, last Monday, that happened in a striking, stunning way. Uh, and this kind of manic market moves, uh, again, seem to occur every day. And that's somewhat indicative of a weak market when you specifically get uh, days that open up strong and, and they close weak. In fact, on the second day of the year, which was the fourth, second trading day of, of the year, the NASDAQ had opened up, uh, reached an all-time record new high, uh, and closed down sharply off one and a third percent for the day on heavy volume, which really underscores uh, weakness in, in the market. When you have a, a confirmation of a weak day on heavy, abnormally high volume. Conversely, an up day on big volumes is, is real bullish. So this was a weak opening uh, the second day of trade for the for the month. Uh, and quickly, another rotation was underway in the market generally as growth stocks began to weaken and value stocks like financials and energy companies showed strength as money flowed uh, there, again, to the financials and, and energy stocks. Uh, this continued, uh, and as such, the market's trend weakened uh, to uptrend under pressure. So we went from a early on in the month, the first week, the first few days really from um, confirmed uptrend to uptrend under pressure. That week market signal came early uh, in the week uh, of the first week of, of the month. On a day the NASDAQ fell almost three and a half percent, its worst day since September of 2020. So that market's fall and overall trend change was sparked that day by minutes of the previous Fed meeting that indicated a more hawkish tone than expected in fears of more aggressive interest rate hikes, which really, it's a pause for a minute here because it's worthy. The main catalyst, at least in my opinion, of this extremely strong bull market we've had for years was due in large part to easy money, to low interest rates, to lots of liquidity in the system, to stimulus offered by the Fed uh, going back to 2010, really. And then again, in a big way, uh, when the pandemic struck March, April of 2020, when the Fed began to to provide lots of monetary stimulus, again, to, to sort of, you know, revive the, the economy. So that looks as if it's being taken away. A lot of market participants refer to the punch bowl 
the Fed giveth and taketh away. So the punch bowl is being taken away. And a lot of market uh, participants, a lot of investors in general, uh, got a little bit uh, loopy on that punch bowl. So now we hate to see it go. Uh, and it looks like it is. So with the Fed's tone uh, really derived from the minutes of the previous Fed meeting, uh, it, it, it gave the market a, a pretty good scare here early in, in January. And I'll come back to it later, but uh, again in late January when the Fed uh, spoke last week. So in early in the month, the market weakened primarily because of, of these big swings in interest rates going up, uh, fear over uh, what the Fed might do going forward this year, uh, the 10-year Treasury climbing and climbing higher and higher, oil going up. Uh, the first week of this year, oil saw $80 a, sh uh, a barrel for the first time in years, uh, and the stock market uh, was on its way to its worst January on record. So there's two common traits of of bad markets in my experience. Uh, one, there's often days, as I've mentioned, of strong opens uh, only to close weak. And number two, there are historically phenomenal up days. The biggest up days in history have occurred in bear markets. Uh, look back at, 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 the, at the crash, really, the COVID crash, it's called, back March of, of 2020. Uh, yeah, we saw multiple, multiple days of 10, well, 1,000 point declines, but, but even greater rebounds as the market was trending lower. Um, so those are characteristic of, of, of bear markets, weak markets. So back to January, as the market trended lower in this month, a critical support line was, was broken uh, near mid-month on the 11th the NASDAQ fell below its 200-day moving average for the first time since April of 2020. A lot of market participants, uh, a lot of analysts uh, watch these trend lines real closely. Uh, they're ready to pounce on, push the sell button as these trend lines are, are broken uh, and no different this time around. Uh, and around the same time that NASDAQ broke through its critical support line, uh, economic data showed inflation had reached its highest level in, in 40 years. Uh, the NASDAQ was down uh, over 10% uh, from its previous high. And again, that uh, essentially put the NASDAQ officially in correction mode. So that's how this first half of the month started. By the 18th of the month, the mortgage trend had weakened even further. This time to its 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 worst condition, uh, the patient was really ill, uh, if you will. The market uh, was uh, signaling it was in correction uh, on a Tuesday. It was called Terrible Tuesday. Uh, the S&P 500 fell below its 200-day moving average also for the first time in 21 months. Volume was heavy. The 10-year Treasury rate had increased 37% since December. And a bear market was was the common warning heard around the street. Uh, also at this time, volatility measured by the VIX index, which kind of measures investor fear and greed, mostly fear, uh, spiked to the most it had seen since October of 2020. Well, then January 21st, 
I sent clients my first market update since late 2020. Now I do this when at least two of the three major indices are down more than 3% in one day. So picture that. That's a lot of, of, of market, uh, just macro weakness when you have two of the three major U.S. stock market indices down 3% or more in one day. So I sent out this market update just to recap what happened, perhaps why it happened, and where we might be going uh, forward. So, and this, again, that took place on the 21st of, of January. Uh, and that was a, a, a holiday-shortened week, a, a four-trading uh, session week. That week, the NASDAQ was down almost 8%, S&P off 6%. And, and by then, all of the major indices were in a correction. Then came last Monday. It looked as if this correction was really going to become a bear market. Uh, it was it was nasty. Uh, and before the close, the market reversed higher. Uh, for example, the, at its lowest point of the session on the 24th, again, last Monday, the Dow was down 1,100 points, and it closed up 100 points. The next day, Tuesday, day two of the rally, uh, was in effect. Another positive reversal day took place. So we had strong opens and weak closes, had traded places with weak opens and strong closes. Uh, that's bullish. Uh, but, no surprise, that switched back as a market. Uh, late day sell-offs, late last week, erased higher opens. And again, we were in this concern about maybe testing the previous lows. And this was in the face of another uh, Fed speak. As I mentioned, uh, they had their uh, regularly scheduled uh, FOMC meeting last week. And when F Chairman Powell spoke, the Fed chairman spoke uh, late last Wednesday, actually late in the session. It was about 11.30 our time uh, Wednesday morning uh, here in California. Uh, he sounded more hawkish than ever. But here's the takeaway. The bulls aren't going away, at least not yet. The last two days of the month, so today and Friday, the last two days of the month, were amazing. No emotions, just they were purely amazing to, to, to witness. The NASDAQ was up over 3% Friday and another 3% more than that, 3% uh, today. So in two days, up 6%. Now, remember I mentioned earlier that, that, that phenomenal updates occur uh, historically the most during down markets. So we don't know yet what's in store for the overall market, but uh, this seems to be uh, a, a trend change. So today, after the rally uh, kicked off uh, last Monday and then Tuesday, We've had a confirmation. Uh, today was a follow-through day of a new trend change to what is now referred to as, at least my barometers indicate, a market uh, and confirmed uptrend. So we've gone in this month from market in confirmed uptrend to market in correction all the way back like a yo-yo or a boomerang 
to market again in confirmed uptrend. A lot has happened in, in, in this month. Um, so, uh, again, the month ended with a bullish trend change. Uh, the rally seems to be going, uh, continuing. Uh, today's follow-through day was, was necessary to confirm the uptrend, and we got it. Okay, so the NASDAQ rallied 6% in two days, but it's still down 9% for the month of January. It's a pretty big hit. It was uh, almost the biggest monthly drop. Well, it was the biggest monthly drop since March of 2020, but it was almost the worst January uh, in the history of the NASDAQ. Uh, the only worst January uh, for the NASDAQ than this January was in 2008. Uh, and that was a terrible period. So uh, the S&P 500 fell over 5% for the month. The Dow was down almost 4% for the month. Uh, as bad as that sounds, down 9, down uh, 5, down 4, uh, the major indices got back about half of the month's losses uh, just since last Monday. So now let's keep some what I call proper perspective. While January's market move was rough, it's essential to keep perspective on, on market downdrafts. In fact, I would suggest this year so far is more normal. Yeah, more normal than last year. Okay, well, why would I say that? Last year was up. This year's straight down. How's this year normal, last year abnormal? Well, here's perspective. Since 1957, the S&P 500 has averaged one 10% decline and more than three greater than 5% declines every year on average since 1957. The market barely had one 5% pullback last year uh, and the last drop greater than 10% was really short-lived in March of 2020. That, I would submit, those two years really were abnormal. This year is normal. Do I like markets going down? No. Do I like volatility? Yes, because volatility equals opportunity. Now, what's next? As February kicks off tomorrow, let's take a quick look at February in the market. History reminds us that the best February on record for the S&P 500 was 1986. It was up over 7%, and the worst was down almost 11% in 2009. 11% is a lot. We think this month was bad. But again, perspective, 2009 was just massive capitulation in the market. Uh, we'd been down from the fourth quarter of 07, all of 08, uh, and then 09 until it bottomed in early March. So February of, of 09... Not to bore you, this is just history, but that was just throw in the towel. If you, it, it, that was really the definition of capitulation. So kind of an aberration. Well, we know it can be a volatile month, February, like any month can be. Uh, over the past 40 years, this might be worth remembering, uh, February has been a dud. It's been, on average, a flat month for the major indices, on average, uh, less than 20 basis points a year. Now, it's up uh, over those 40 years on average, but uh, not, not much. So more specifically, over the next few days and weeks, 
we're going to continue to receive a flood of, of earnings reports. Uh, they will likely move individual stocks a lot like they have. Uh, last week, we saw tremendous volatility in, in some individual names. Netflix, for example, down over 20% in one day on, on their guidance with respect to earnings. Uh, Chevron announced, uh, Apple announced, Microsoft has announced, they're all going to announce earnings. Many have, many more to come. Uh, then economic reports are uh, likely to move the market this week, next week, all month, as it typically, as they typically do. Uh, the first report uh, of any real significance is going to be this Friday uh, with the jobs report. Uh, then we're going to have uh, more data on inflation, and the, these two uh, items alone could move the market. Now, March is already fully expected to be the first month the Fed raises interest rates uh, since December of 2018. Uh, in fact, there's now a 66% probability that the Fed will raise rates six times this year. So the market has baked into the current level a lot of, of negative expectations. There, there could be room for a, a, a positive uh, surprise. Uh, or maybe a negative surprise and, and the Fed is even more hawkish than expected. Uh, we'll see. But with today's a month-ending follow-through day, I expect February to open with a strong tailwind. Uh, so the market is back in a confirmed uptrend. But volatility is not over. Um, the market's trend has been mostly weak since November. Uh, here's more perspective. Over 70% of stocks in the NASDAQ index are in the bear market. 70%. That means they're down greater than 20%. And almost 50% or half are down 50% or more. That's a mouthful. But that just underscores how weak the growth patch has been. The NASDAQ is the home of, of growth stocks. Uh, so the chaotic sector rotation moves uh, again, uh, have been occurring. We've seen growth to value. Maybe now it's back to growth. We've seen strength in, in, in financials and, and energy at the expense of uh, enterprise software companies and cloud and almost anything technology. Uh, even the chips have been weak, uh, the semiconductors. So already in, in the New Year's first month, we've seen huge moves in and out of different industry sectors and back. A lot of a lot of flipping, so another reason to know your risk tolerance, okay, and, and to remain diversified. So until next time, successful investing. I'll talk to you at the end of February with my February market monthly podcast. So thanks for tuning in. Again, I'm John Gardner. If you have any questions anytime, feel free to reach out to me at jg at blackhawkwealthadvisors.com.